It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Good morning, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. My name is Laura Pereno, and I have Debbie Kiever here with me. And as always, we're just so excited that you've chosen to spend a half hour or so with us as we dive into the Word of God and apply the truth of what we find to our daily lives. We're just so grateful that God gives us this this Word, a living, breathing Word, uh, the Bible, and we can line up our lives according to it. It's, it's just life-giving, and we're so grateful. So we've been talking about building this summer, and, and we've had other opportunities to share about different things that we want to build. We want to build legacy. We want to make sure that we're building on the right foundation. Well, with this time that we've been given in summer, we also feel that it's important to build and maintain spiritual disciplines in our lives. And so that's really what we're going to focus on today. It's a time when we slow down in life, and sometimes we let the things that we practice throughout the year go by the wayside. But if there's one thing that I've learned in my life, it's that during the slow seasons, during the summertime seasons in life where we tend to be wanting to do other things, man, it's a critical time to keep building uh, or maybe even start building new healthy practices that will last. And so we're excited today to be talking about um, building uh, disciplines in our lives that will continue on even past this season. You know, Laura, we are coming back into this season, I think very differently than other seasons of summer, because in the past summer, you think of summer vacations, you think of um, people traveling a little bit more away from the routine of their home church and their, maybe their neighborhoods, they're just, they're just traveling a little bit more. But this year, it's almost like people are finally getting to leave their house mm-hmm. and go anywhere. Mm-hmm. As as rules are changing and masks are starting to come off and stores are reopening and it's almost like people uh, are getting busier in the summer because they've been so stuck at home and yep. their routines have been so altered. The challenge, I think, for all of us is that we need to go back to the foundation of these spiritual disciplines because for a lot of us, this time of COVID, this quarantine and isolation time has really rocked spiritual disciplines in people's Mm -hmm. lives you Mm -hmm. get out of routine and so now you're coming out of a year and a half of out of routine what what routine are you going to establish as you get started and we're jumping into summer where people like to you know move away from their home base as much as they can anyway so it's i think that's a challenge for all of us what foundation are you laying you know i think of I think of, yes, the summertime slowdown. I, I drive past farmers on our way to the shore, and they are not sitting back on their laurels doing That's nothing. That's right. <laughs> if anything, all the crop dust is spraying everywhere. Those guys are busy. Uh, this is their busy season. Yes. Because if they fail to uh, be active with their routines of what they need to do to get their prop crops planted and then protected from all the bugs and diseases that can affect them during the summer if they sit back and don't do anything then when it comes to the fall there will be no harvest to get back to that's right and that's exactly what happens with us too i remember one time i heard uh, a scripture and it's in proverbs i just can't remember exactly which one it is but there's a verse that talks about the fact that even the ants right uh, work harder in the summer 
because they know that the the fall and the winter are coming and so as humans we're probably you know prone to relaxing some of our stuff in the summer and yet uh the ants know that summer is not a time to slow down you got to keep rolling because there are things that we cannot let go uh, during our down season if we want our fall and our winter to continue on the the path that it should be going you know satan has no down season <laughs> that's true and in fact his up season is when we're in a down season this is true you know he is much more aggressive so today's podcast is about this whole question of what is a spiritual discipline and maybe to start off with uh, that word discipline has so many different meanings. So as we're talking today, maybe we start with what is a discipline? When I think back, I think of um, how I learned as a kid to listen to my mom. You know, what discipline. It's, but that's not what we're talking about. Right, exactly. We're not, we're not talking about the how to correct your child to get them right. to listen right. kind of discipline. But on the flip side, we're teaching. we were teaching our children. God is teaching us what the real definition of discipline would be about being trained or developed by being instructed mm -hmm. and how to develop healthy exercises so that we develop healthy habits that's right which really creates a healthy life and if you want to bring that over to spiritual things what are the what are we need to be doing to instruct ourselves and then exercise act out like respond to the things that we have been we have been learning i, I think that's of right. exercise everybody is um, oh my goodness, it's beach, you know, it's beach season yes. again and, <laughs> yes. and coming out of COVID, right? There's a lot of people running and power walking. All of a sudden, everybody's out there. That word exercise, uh, some people just love it. I'm not mm. one of those, but it's that exercise that takes discipline. Mm. If you want to have the results, there is no Staples easy button mm. to smack so that you can suddenly have that discipline in your life. It's not something that's flippant, like you have to plan it in your schedule because if you don't plan it there's no way it's going to just accidentally happen that's right that you are exercising <laughs> that you're being disciplined that's right that's right and you know i think even the things that we're going to talk about today uh with spiritual disciplines these are things that um we want the end result and I think it's just like you said about exercise. Why do we exercise? We want the end result. And like you said, some people enjoy the process, but we want the end result. And so we do the disciplines in order to get the end result. But I find that with spiritual disciplines, as we get into them, we find out that we want to do them, right? The more we practice these disciplines, the more we find a desire to, to get to those places. Um, but we do struggle because anything that is a discipline goes against what our flesh wants to do. That's basically it. Like our flesh wants to be lazy. Our flesh doesn't want to be disciplined. But if we're talking about spiritual disciplines, there's a passage in 1 Timothy uh, 7, I'm sorry, 4, 7. And I love, love, love this verse. I love both First and Second Timothy so much. I've been spending a lot of time there in my quiet time. But this says, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. And this is really where it, it hits for today. Rather train yourself that sounds like discipline for godliness okay spiritual spiritual discipline training ourselves for godliness for while bodily training hmm is of some value okay we get that godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come 
So this is speaking to me in a, in a big way because uh, it's hard enough for me, like you just said, to get to the gym sometimes. Um, and while I push myself to get there, I, I get some value of it. It's a, We know that we can build up our muscles and then we don't go to the gym for a little while. We lose our muscle tone. But godliness is value in every way. It doesn't affect just like our, our muscle. Our spiritual muscle helps us in everything. Now, I was doing a little um, research on spiritual disciplines and there's a difference between uh, a discipline or something we do that might feel spiritual or are or is spiritual and something that is a specific spiritual discipline. And I was looking at um, actually John Piper's website, uh, his Desiring God website, and John Whitney is an individual that he interviewed. He wrote a book called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, and I think that this is a great definition of a spiritual discipline because all because it's something spiritual that we do or something that feels spiritual that we do, it does not mean it's a spiritual discipline. Listen to this, Deb. Spiritual disciplines are those practices found in Scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are habits of devotion, habits of experiential Christianity, they have to be experienced, that have been practiced by God's people since biblical times. This is a great definition. There's so much meat in just this these two sentences because it pins down what exactly is a spiritual discipline. Wow, but here is here's something to challenge that. I have a lot of friends who will tell me that their lives are very spiritual and they are, but they're not grounded in the word. Yes. You know, true. They are because the spiritual world is not just um, God's presence. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's a lot of spiritual entities out there that are counter. They're the enemies of Jesus Christ. And so for someone to be disciplined, um, in spiritual things, I think this definition where it says found in scripture. Yeah, absolutely. Promoting spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's like the line in the sand. That's right. That's so if right. we're talking about these spiritual disciplines, it's the word of God that we're opening up. What is in there? And that's what we lean, learn to discipline our lives around. That's what's going to promote spiritual growth. If you start shift your line anywhere off of what the word says and you start talking about your inner power your inner strength your inner light that is a counterfeit standard and and that's going to definitely it's not going to pull you towards jesus christ it's going to pull you more into what you can do and that's dangerous and that you, yes you may be a very disciplined person but that's not the spiritual discipline that we're talking about well yeah and and then there's also the other interesting side um and they were talking about this in John Piper's website too, that uh, if you connect with the Lord through nature, and the Bible does speak about the fact that um, nature declares God's glory, right? And if you feel that when you take a walk uh, in the woods, you know, you're really experiencing um, God's presence. He's speaking to you through nature. All of those are great things, right? God does speak to us through nature. And we we all have that certain place where he really speaks to us. But that might be something you do or you enjoy doing, but it's not a spiritual discipline, right? It's not. Now, what you do in the woods, we'll talk about prayer. If you're praying in the woods, that's a spiritual discipline. 
walking in the woods in order to experience God is not the spiritual discipline because it's not something that we see uh, done in the scripture that we need to incorporate into our lives. What we do during that time may be, but do you understand what I'm saying? There's a a difference. Some of us, uh, all because it's our habit, it doesn't mean it's a spiritual discipline. Maybe that's a great way to say it. And then also, this really goes with the second sentence in that definition, it has to be something that God's people have been doing since biblical times. And really, when we look at all of the things we're going to talk about today, it's things that Jesus did, right? Right. Jesus Jesus started them. People in the word did it. We continue to do it. These are spiritual disciplines, cultural changes, um, but these things never change. God's people have been doing these things for thousands of years. I can think of some folks that I just absolutely admire for having a, a strong uh, consistency with spiritual dis- disciplines in their lives and you're right they're pulling things out of scripture whether it's prayer or time in the word or sharing their faith that that it's really rounding them out into healthy uh, thriving like living the abundant life folks nowadays those who don't waver from their faith so I think they're it's good to read up on people like that but the best source is to go back to the word of God absolutely, and, and, to, and look at some of those role models. Absolutely. And, and we're going to find a lot of people in the Bible that do it pretty well until they don't. Right. So <laughs> true. ultimately you go back to Jesus who yes. lived spiritual disciplines yes, perfectly. Yes, yes. But I'd love, I think today what we should do is focus on a rock star, you know, in the mm-hmm. Bible, somebody who really uh, taught it and lived it with consistency and that man was Paul. He was yep. a rock star for practicing spiritual disciplines. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to see, uh, as we focus today on spiritual disciplines, the ones that we're going to choose to talk about today and we see in Paul's life, they're prayer, study, study of the word, service, spiritual friendships, or spiritual community. It, again, if you if you look up uh, on Google, like how many spiritual disciplines are there? I, Different people have different numbers, but these are the ones that are consistent throughout all of it, right? I have a planner. I know you do too, Debbie. I've seen yours. Yours is color-coded. <laughs> yes, and I'm jealous of the color-coding because I don't have that. But um, these are the things. <laughs> it's true. It, does, it could be a discipline, but not a spiritual discipline. <laughs> um, these are things that need to be on my daily calendar, right? Need Or on my calendar in some way. They need to be on your calendar. These are spiritual disciplines that need to be in ink, whatever color you want to use. Prayer, Bible study, serving, and connecting with peer, people in spiritual friendships or community. I, I Let's start with prayer. That's probably one of the ones that's hardest for me, actually. Mm. Um, there are some people that I know that they just love to pray and they can get lost in their prayer time. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never gotten lost in my prayer time. I've gotten mm. lost in the others, other areas of spiritual mm. discipline, but um, I have to be very intentional with prayer for myself personally. I, it's that mindset of, I. some people, and I'll, I'll say I'll do this too, um, I have to pray versus I get to pray. Yes, right. yes, there's yes. Such a, there's a different tone there. You know, yes. this is this is not like I have to eat my broccoli. I get yes. to eat my broccoli. Yes. So that, that prayer life, once I got past praying, um, like I have to go through this list. I have to allot a certain amount of time. And I realized that my prayer life is like a conversation, a running commentary during the day. It's like texting. Yep. I, I communicate to him 
and he communicates back. Once I realized it was a two-way conversation, my prayer life took off in a whole new way. Yep. yep. Because I understand texting with someone through a day, communicating back and forth, looking for an answer to come back. That revitalized my prayer life. Yep. And it, and you you guys, we all know that if you stop communicating with your friends and your family, maybe you're traveling, you're just not seeing each other as much, you're not going to stay as close. Your, your relationship's yep. not going to be as healthy. So when I got past this pressure on myself um, from, oh, I got to pray X amount of hours, you know, yep. I'm like, I was falling asleep. Once I realized it's a two-way thing, um, boy, my prayer life shot off yeah. and it became more meaningful. Yep. It was a treat to be able to pray because it Absolutely. was so personal. Absolutely. And Paul was a man of prayer. And we see in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, and, and many of us know this passage, how many times do we talk about the fact that Paul had a thorn? Well, he says in 2 Corinthians 12 that he prayed three times for it to be removed. Like Paul was a man of prayer. Now you just said prayer is a conversation. Well, what does Paul say? I prayed for it three times and God said, right? It was a conversation. Paul prayed. God spoke. It was a conversation. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. What if Paul was someone who had not prayed during that season in his life? He would have missed out on the voice of God speaking back to him, right? Communicating to him in a, in a prayer conversation. And we would have missed out too. So prayer is conversing with God. We see Paul conversing with God. And really, Paul's whole journey starts with a major conversation with Jesus as he has this encounter with him uh, before after his uh, after his experience where he found Jesus to be the true way. Uh, and that conversation never stopped. And I think that's what happens with us too. Our conversation starts the minute that we come to know the Lord and then boom, uh, that conversation is not supposed to end. Kind of like, you know, when we're dating, we start a conversation and then that conversation just grows. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite spiritual disciplines, Debbie, and I know yours is too, is study. And I used to despise the word study, and honestly, it depends on what I'm studying. But when it comes to studying the Word of God, which is the spiritual discipline, it's what we see believers do in the Scripture, in the Old Testament, in, or in the New Testament, I'm sorry, through the church and onward. Um, it's study. Now, it doesn't have to mean that you have like the the Greek word or the Hebrew word. I'm not talking about you have to do like a cultural study. It's just study the word of God on a daily basis. I do think that the Greek word and the Hebrew word and the cultural thing is super, super fun. Um, and I love to study that way. But studying the word of God also can mean like devoting time to learn more about what God is saying to you. I can get lost. I love what you just shared. And I would say the same exact thing. There are very few times, except when I'm in deep, deep need that I can get lost in prayer, mm -hmm. but I can get lost in studying the word of God. I can like all of a sudden look at the clock and go, oh my goodness, how long have I been doing this? Because <laughs> it just, the time flies. I love what God's word has to say. Studying the word of God is a spiritual discipline. We see it tried and true ever since, you know, the, the church was, was uh, born and it's something that we want to continue as well. I think the way you and I study the word is different. The way we teach the word is different. Mm -hmm. um, if if we lined each other up next to each other, we both are passionate about it. Um, I would say with a similar intensity, you are definitely the deep dive. You know, you like to tear every, you can spend weeks on one little mm -hmm. passage, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to understand Love it. everything that's ever been written about it. And as a result, when you teach, you are just loaded with, 
all kinds of uh, interesting facts that make it so full, right? The way I study tends to be, um, I, I, I get more, I focus on the application. Like mm -hmm. I'll take the scripture, I'll do some deep dive on it, but in a small scale, right? Compared to what I know you do. And then I will spend a lot of time asking the Lord, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Like in real life, like all kinds of application and, and visuals that go along with it. It's, it's interesting because I'm not wired to be you mm -hmm. and you're not wired to be me. Yep. And there's a place for those two kinds of, yep. of people that study kind of like there's a place for intercessors who get lost praying. And then for you and I that go, that reminds me, my prayer life reminds me of a scripture. Let me go look at it. And then we forget that we were praying. You know, yes. so I think all of <laughs> yes. us have our place, but it's different kind of study. My dad um, is has a spiritual discipline of time in the Word. It's quiet time for as long as I can remember. My dad would get up really early, and he had his spot with his cup of coffee, and he would get lost in his prayer life and mm. studying the Word. But the Lord gave him <laughs> an acronym that really has been a tool that has been revolutionized my quiet mm. time. I've taught it in Bible study and retreats, and, and a lot of people have said, wow, I just connected with this um, this acronym. And it's it's the word READS, R-E-A-D-S. So just in a nutshell, you read the scripture, maybe multiple translations. You know, you read it out loud. Um, you read it slowly. Examine would be E, and that's where you do your word studies. You know, you go to your commentaries. You go to your cultural times, your, your Hebrew, your Greek, your Aramaic, whatever you're studying. Look at key phrases, look at key words, what are commands, what are promises. And a lot of people are used to that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of churches teach that. The A is application. And this is where you really invite the Holy Spirit now to start to quicken things in your own heart. You invite the Holy Spirit, What, Father, what do you want me to remember from this passage? You know, there could be 20 applications from a passage. And that's fine to write them out. But what if you wrote this word? Debbie, I want you to remember and then invite the Holy Spirit to finish the sentence. Mm. Now he is focusing you in <laughs> on one key application for you personally. And then you follow it up with D, which is dialogue. And I literally write this in my journal. Father, what do you what words of encouragement do you want to speak to me about this application, this, mm -hmm. this passage? Debbie, I want to tell you. And then you, you literally just start writing the words that are flowing. Now, remember, it's not a test, but you go back and you can look at it later. But don't get stuck on it. Like, just start. You're inviting the spirit to speak. The words, the thoughts will start coming to you. Write them down. It's very personal then. It's that we talk about the rhema word, that when the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. quickens your heart. This is for me, right? This is my encouragement from him. Then you finish it up with S, R-E-A-D-S. That's seen in the spirit. Father, what do you want to show me from this passage? And then I would seriously just write out, I see. Mm. And it, it could be a, a picture. It could be actually like a feeling that I'm having. But again, it's just, it's using these different senses yep. from the scripture, asking the Holy Spirit to make this uh, real personal for me. That's how you change. Yeah. Right. Amen. That's how Amen. you change. It's not from just reading something check in the box and say, see you tomorrow, God. Amen. That's right. Because when we come into God's word, we 
we are changed by God's word every time, whether it's we're encouraged or we're corrected, all of these things that the word of God does, right? And so when you spend this time and you go through this process, you're hearing from God and you come away changed. My, my pop says this, I, I love this, meditation leads to revelation, which leads to transformation. Yep. Amen. Amen. That's exactly, that's exactly it. You know, when I was in fifth grade, so many things in my life go back to fifth grade. Um, I had this wonderful uh, teacher. Her name was Mrs. Wooster. She was elderly at the time, and yet she just gave it her all. And I remember her telling us that we needed to read the word of God every day. I went to a Christian school and I took it on. And I pretty much have read the word of God every day ever since fifth grade because she told me, you know, the teacher, we, we listened to the teacher. Yeah. Uh, my mother probably told me the same thing, but uh, the teacher said it, I did it. And on the days when I miss it, uh, and there are definitely seasons or times when I, you know, I'm not as faithful as I want to be, but in those times that I miss it, I know it. I feel it. You feel it, was, it right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like it's like not eating breakfast or missing a meal, but it's bigger because, like the Bible verse we just read, right? It goes into every aspect of life. Um, but it was a discipline that I started really early, while I was ten years old. And if you haven't started it, like it's never too late. You can always jump in. You can start today and make the Word of God something you study on a regular basis. Again, it's what they did in the Bible. It's what the church did. It's what we continue to do. It's a tried and true spiritual discipline that needs to be part of our everyday lives. I love the fact that Paul, and he was well known in the scripture. He had studied it all his life, even before he was converted. But once he was converted, not only did he continue to study it, like he lived it out, which he says is an act of worship, but then God used him to actually write it. So it's pretty cool that he ended up being a part of the spiritual discipline that we now take on. Mm Mm-hmm. I think of um, summer, Laura, is a great time to put some service time on your calendar. And especially this year. I mean, this year we're allowed to do more things. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of ministries, a lot of outreaches that had to get shut down. Yep. Right. It doesn't mean the need stops. It just meant that we weren't allowed. We weren't as free to be able to serve. It's time. To, and we kind of get out of the routine of it. You know, you, you kind of like sitting on your couch. And so now it's time to to have that heart like Paul did of where are the needs and what can I do to reach them? Paul's acts of service, it was his, it was his preaching. It was his going and raising leaders and instructing, but that was what God called him to do. And it, it was serving because he traveled like he was doing a lot of walking. He was a lot of, a lot of, took a lot of persecution. Um, He gave up his time to, to pour into leaders and to develop the church. I mean, we're looking even in Acts 20, He's out there gathering um, like a collection. The Jewish people yes. in Jerusalem, they were they were yep. starving. They needed money. So Paul's like, I'm going to do something about it. And he not only That's told right. people you need to be able to give to each other, his actions followed That's that. That's right. That's right. He was a man who, who did acts of service and brought other people into it. There are so many ways we can serve in the summer. And I think sometimes... We think, and again, this year's different, but it's easy to think, oh my goodness, I've worked all year long. Like I'm, I'm done serving. This is my break. Um, but by missing out on serving or putting some kind of active service on your summer calendar for three months, we're going to lose the discipline of this. And when we come back in September to whatever our regular routine is, it's somehow going to not make it back on the calendar. It's just the way it is. It's harder to get back at something like exercise, like um, like serving and all these other spiritual disciplines if we don't keep up at it in the first place. Because you know, Debbie, 
Hurting people don't stop hurting in the summer. You know, hungry people don't stop being hungry because it's summer. And churches also uh, don't stop serving because it's summer. So it's it's it can be a very easy thing, you know, connect through your church or a Christian organization, uh, even step up at your church and serve at your church. Yeah. yeah, because how many people are away in this season and they need more people to step in and do something? We actually find life and spiritual health through serving. All goes back to the spiritual disciplines, right? God doesn't do, give us these things to do just because he's like, I need these five things done. He's right. he, he gives it to us because it, it gives us life. Every single one of the things we've talked about and service does the same. You know, as people are going back into churches, like physically back into churches, and there are more needs, right, to fill areas of kids ministry or meal ministry, whatever it is in your church. Um, I'm hearing people say, I feel so out of touch mm-hmm. with people from my church. Like I go back and I don't really feel like I know anybody or I was just starting to attend church and then things shut down and virtual church is great, but I, I don't really have any relationships and my big, like I want to hold them by the collar and say, then sign up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like that's sign right. up because in serving, that is where you build friendships. That's right. It's not from showing up and sitting in a seat and shaking a couple of hands. Well, not that we do that's that right. much. Right, right, so right. So yet anyway, but then leaving, that's not where community is built. It's called, like, how can I get involved? That's right. And even if it's not something that's your favorite thing right away, just start. Start somewhere. Yep. And then as you start to develop the relationships and get your feet wet again, you're going to find the friendships are there. The enemy will do anything he can to keep you isolated. Yep. Right, anything you can to keep you isolated. So get back in and get involved. And it's not just you; it's your kids. That's right. It's you know, kids these days. Doesn't that sound like something our parents said? Yes. Kids, kids, <laughs> these, kids these days. Yes. You know, kids these days have a lot of things handed to them. Yep. And 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 if we don't give our kids opportunity to serve, then they're going to just become adults that all they want to do is eat the milk and not the meat. That's right. You know, they're not going to mature. So serving helps you to develop towards maturity. And that includes your kids. And so you don't just drop your kid off at the church and say to the staff, happy teaching my kids serving. That's right. You link arms. You link arms and say, what can I do? Drive, bring food. What what do you want me to do? But let's do this as families. Bring your nieces and nephews with you. Just, you know, let's, let's model this so our kids can follow in our footsteps. Absolutely. I remember for years in the summer, uh, there was a ministry in town that needed uh, meals made. And every year I would be part of it. And to be very honest with you, I remember every time I'd put it on my calendar back in February or March. And then as May came along, I was like, ah, man, I wish that week I was going to the beach instead. Or this week I could be doing this, but I committed back in February to do X, you know. And so I would do it. I would stay home that week and I would, I would be a part of this ministry. And I always brought my daughter along and it was a ministry of feeding people who were serving. So it was hungry people who were serving other people for the kingdom. And honestly, it took a lot of work and uh, we were hot and sweaty at the end of it. But my daughter went with me every time and I love those memories. Uh, And now one thing about my daughter is she has got a heart for people who are in need, hungry people. Uh, She has a heart for those who need to be fed, taken care of. And I really do think that God used that time in the summer of being spiritually disciplined. She knew every summer we were doing this to instill that heart in her. Spiritual disciplines keep us uh, connected, keep us connecting with other people, and they keep us grounded. 
even in a time where we like to you know fly away or be away we stay grounded in the word boy that goes right into that final spiritual discipline of staying connected faith yes to your church family um, you know, summer is not the time to take a vacation and like, well, yes, it is a time to take a vacation, <laughs> but not from ministry, not from your church. Right. And I mean, both you and I are pastors and we understand um, how much counseling and rebuilding has to ta- take place in September and October when people neglect their temple, right? Their mm-hmm. house, their spiritual house in the summer, they neglect it. There's a lot of um, damage control. That, that has to get picked up in the fall. And so that's why everybody like kickstart everything in September. Everybody's going back to school. We got to get programs going. And and I get slowing down with some of the programs in the summer. I don't think that's happening this year. But I, I understand that from being someone on staff that you need a little bit of a breather. But spiritually, this, this is we're talking about spiritual discipline, staying connected. So if you're... Bible study shuts down for the summer or the extra programs shut down, reach out to people and have them come on your deck for a meal. Go power walking, pray with people on the phone. Why don't you take initiative and say, hey, does anybody want to do a devotional online with me? Yes. You know, let's just get together and stay growing because if we let our guard down, I'm telling you, the enemy is going to get in there and you're going to find some of the old skeletons in your closet are going to try to come back out and haunt you those old um habits that you you know you worked so hard to like put behind you they come back and you end up hurting some relationships in your summer there's nothing good about stepping out of of fellowship there's nothing good and the first time you miss eh, not so big you know you come back the second time you miss third time you miss you're not missing it yep and, and if That's someone right. hasn't noticed that, you know, you're not there, it's probably because they're not used to seeing you there. Yes, yes. And you can't pen that on um, yes, a church point. people say, well, nobody calls me. Well, have you even been around to notice missing? Mm-hmm. You know, so we need to be intentional about staying connected to each other. Yeah, and Paul was too, Debbie. He was intentional about staying connected with his people, even though Paul's whole um, ministry and mission was to go on these missions trips that lasted for years, years, and he had to walk every single place or go on a boat. I mean, shocking. Can't even imagine. But, um, you know, he would do these huge missions trips and spend time with the churches, but he wrote letters. And in these letters, he reminded people of the spiritual community. He spoke to the people in his spiritual community. He didn't lay aside um, the spiritual community that he had when he would go to a new place. You know, he had a, an inner circle even, and, and we hear these names in the word, you know, John Mark and Epaphras and Barnabas and Silas. Well, and, and we learn as we go through some of these stories with Paul that sometimes there were some situations in some of these relationships that didn't always go uh, the way that Paul or the other individual would have probably preferred them to go. But Paul knew in the season, each season of his life, who were the people in that uh, that spiritual circle that he needed to stay connected with in order to um, really have that spiritual discipline of being part of the community, part of the body of Christ, which he was a part of, knowing that Christ was the head. It's so important that we stay connected with our spiritual crew. Uh, you know, let's go back to that first again, First Timothy 4, 7, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths but rather train yourself for godliness 
for while bodily training is of some value. <laughs> Let's just say there's a lot of value. <laughs> the bodily yes. training, maybe we should do that today. Godliness <laughs> is of value in every way as it holds the promise for this present life and also Amen. for the life to come. So every one of these spiritual disciplines is going to improve the quality of your relationships, of your spiritual health, of, of being able to find yourself not locked in um, bondage of thinking, the way we, we think, the way we, habits that we've been struggling with. It changes our lives right now, but also for the life to come because these are eternal uh, eternal gestures. These are planting eternal seed that we're going to reap the fruit of it all the way into eternity. So these are disciplines that are there in place for our benefit to help us to grow, to help us mature, so that we'll lack nothing, right, as a follower of Christ. It's a it's about helping people to step out of places of darkness and into light, into a relationship with Christ. It helps these spiritual disciplines are what give us the backbone as a believer. And it find, it, it, you're walking in your purpose the way God created you to be. And when you're walking in your purpose, there is so much more joy Amen. in living and loving the relationships. And that's, you know, that's not saying all the relationships are going to be all copacetic. You know what I mean? Like everybody loves you. That's not saying that. In fact, walking in some of these spiritual disciplines is going to alienate you from some people. Yep. Yep. But, yep. but the relationships you have are going to be healthier and you're, you will have better sleep. You will have better peace. You'll have a better vision of how God wants to work in you, through you. What's not to love there? Yeah, right. Exactly. You know? What's not exactly. to love? It's just everything in you kind of wants to do its own thing, the flesh. And he says, so be diligent, right? Train yourself. Put it on your calendar. Have some accountability there. Do it with some friends, right? And and grow together. You can't do this on yep. your own. That's right. So, boy, building takes some, some planning, doesn't it take... Absolutely. Yes, it does. Yes, Building it does. anything requires a lot of planning. So what a great month this has been. Building those great memories, building those strong spiritual foundations, you know, in your life. When we had that interview with Nicole Tice and building memories, you know, we are in the throes of summertime now. It's about to be July. It's about to get hotter, especially where you live. And um, <laughs> we, we have just had a great month sharing the word together. So if you have loved this um, series, share it with your friends, share it on your page. Let us know how God is building up uh, in your own life. Give us some of your creative um, adventures this summer, how you're building memories and legacy with your family. Uh, we'd love to communicate two ways with you, right? It's like prayer. It's not just one way. We'd love to hear back from you. We are getting ready to kick off uh, a new month of July podcast. We'll be We'll give you a hint of that in a few days. So thanks for joining us from Debbie Kiever and Laura Perino from the Beyond the Building podcast. We are grateful that you have taken this month to join us. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.